couple of kids get razor blades in their candy. Police come around. That's when I saw the true face of fear. Get on your knees. Hands, hands, hands. They beat him, tortured him, killed him right there on the spot. A couple weeks later, more razor blades and more candy. He's been innocent. So he's who? Candyman ain't a he. Candyman's the whole damn hive. If you're out here looking for Candyman, you ask me, stay away. I feel really connected to this story. Go on. Right here in this neighborhood, the legend started. Uh huh. And the legend is if we say uh -huh. his name, Five times while looking in the mirror, we could summon him. Summon the Candyman. Hell no. Candyman. Anthony, no. Candyman. Stop. I don't want to get creeped out in my new apartment before bed. Candyman. Black people don't need to be summoning. I dare you. Don't say that. Say his name. Candyman. You better not do that last one. Candyman. You want to be a part of the story, right? No. Say. His name, Candyman. Anthony? 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 Are you okay? What the hell is going on? This neighborhood is haunted. I think I made a mistake. I brought him back. Candyman isn't. He told me he has purpose for you. Hello, everyone. New to the neighborhood. You should say. Candyman. Say his name. Candyman. Welcome to May Contain Violence. New episode today. We're going to be talking about Candyman. With me is Mallory. Don't say his name five times. Don't do it. <laughs> and special guest, Charlene. Hey, if you say it, it's still not worth the hype anyway. Oh, <laughs> early hot take. <laughs> Shots fired already. Showing, showing her hand at the beginning of the card game. All right. I'll bet. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, we all saw Candyman. You two saw it together. And yeah. uh, I uh, rented it on uh, streaming service. <laughs> um, as it, I didn't expect it to go on streaming so fast, but it did. Mm -hmm. And I'm... Uh, we'll say I'll, I'll leave off if I'm glad or not until later. But <laughs> um, first I wanted to talk about when uh, when did you guys first encounter Candyman? How did you first encounter Candyman? Was it the original movie? Was it Clive Barker's short story? Give us your first experiences, Mal. Early, you go for, oh, me first? Okay. Uh, it was the movie, the 1992 movie. I saw it uh, when I was about... 15 because uh they used to do the the scream nights like the shutter nights on uh the space network when it was still space and uh yeah that was it, it was I, I loved it but i also love tony todd he's just he he's so spooky <laughs> 
Did you? What did you see him in before Candyman? Because that Candyman was my introduction to him. Candyman. Well, I got introduced to him through Final Destination. Oh, okay. I'm a part of the Final Destination like generation. Don't drive behind a, a, a logging truck, basically. <laughs> but that's that just good like, advice. It is. Um, but yeah, he was the Undertaker in that, and. He, he like just his knowledge like it's the the creepy knowledge of death and and how it takes you but then i watched candy man i was like oh this is way better <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i didn't watch any of the found that i was my 90s movie going horror going experience is i, I kind of had it was almost like a skipped half a decade for me. I, I just was not into all the, the teen stuff. Um, I know what you did last summer, Final Destinations. I still haven't seen Urban Legend. <laughs> um, it, it just seemed all kind of cookie cutter to me, all the cast. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell you who started in what film because they, they all kind of just blended together to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't seen any Final Destination. That's okay. Neither of us. No judgment to both of you. Like, <laughs> all right. It's an acquired taste. I'll say that much. And they just, you know, it's the same concept over and over and over again, just upping yeah. the ante every single time. Yeah. No, I like Jeepers Creepers. Oh, <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like to like 90s, like slasher or thriller or flicks, uh, Jeepers Creepers for sure for me. Uh, yeah. David hasn't seen that one. I've seen those either. No. What? No, I know, I know. Those would be great up your alley too, David. Right? It's really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have heard good things about it. Um, and it's a creature feature, so I should, I should like it. Uh, I don't it's know. Really I just never, inc- never had the opportunity uh, to encounter it. Or and there's that other one. Um, it's a Dean Koontz novel. Uh, where the trucker is following these guys. They cut them off, or they do. I forget what they do, and the trucker starts to starts to follow oh, them. Oh, hitchhiker! I think yes. that's hitchhiker. Sure. Yeah, that's... that was Sean Bean. See, oh, that was a re- remake. Um, yeah, the Hitcher. Yeah, the Hitcher. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that was originally. Um... Wasn't that Roddy? No, it was. Yeah. Um... Oh, I think it was. Oh, I had his name there. It's just completely slipped my mind um Rucker Hauer I think I could be wrong uh, hold on I'll tell you it's IMDB um, this thing I'm IMDBing it uh um, T. Thomas Powell and Rucker Hauer yeah Rucker uh, Hauer Rucker Hauer yeah. right. um I didn't know I was, was that based on Dean Kutz was that the one there, it's, it's the one where they, they cut off this trucker and um, he starts following them, and then they're on the CB radio, and then he just, they can't find them. Like, he just starts following them. The truck is all blacked out. I don't remember the exact thing, Koontz. I'm, 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 oh, okay. No, that wasn't a hitcher. Um, no. Okay. That was, because he was terrorizing I, a couple. I, like, honestly, every time, like, I think of a trucker movie where the truck is following him, I think of, um, what's that movie at the Steven Spielberg one? Um, Spielberg. Like, yeah, it's uh it's where this guy takes on a trucker and the trucker's following him. Um, Same movie. That's the movie I'm thinking of. That's the one? 
Yeah. Hold on, I'll tell you in a second. I will uh, tell you in a second. Because <laughs> they actually did it about a part of it for the Spielberg documentary. So, like, that's one of the reasons why I was like, oh, my God. Uh, Duel. That's it. Duel. It's the truckers following him. And then the truck goes off to the side of the cliff in the end and explodes. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I remember that one. That one was creepy. <laughs> It was a great movie, though. Really good. It was. Spielberg, man. Yeah. Spielberg. Oh, Early Spielberg. Spielberg, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that scary stuff anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, he's DreamWorks. Yeah, we, we lost a good... We lost a good big blockbuster uh, semi-horror director yep. after, after Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did. He just uh, really just disappointed me with that. I don't know. I still my one of my favorite Spielberg films of all time is still Hook. That's all I'm gonna say. I love Hook. Didn't expect you to say that. (laughs) Do I expect anyone to say that? (laughs) I was the Hook generation, man. Rufio, man, Rufio. (laughs) Um. All right. Getting back on track here. Uh, Charlene, what was your first uh, encounter of Handyman? Uh, I saw it in the 90s, and it was really creepy. Tony Todd is an amazing actor. There's a presence about him. And he reminds mm-hmm. me of this other actor. Um, I'm probably aging myself here. Um, you ever heard of the show, HBO show called Carnival? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the guy who plays the priest. And he's a really tall, big, brooding guy. Um, my God, what is his name? But he has that type of same presence that this guy has. And mm-hmm. that's what creeped me out when I saw the first Candyman. Because he just, it's his voice, it's his tone of voice. And it's, it's I, I like to say, it's his presence and it's his tone. And it's, it's the way he just, this is a very um, uh, malevolent way he carries himself. And you don't need um, a lot of gimmicks or tricks. It's just something about him. I feel that way about him and the guy in Carnival and in Twin Peaks, Bob. To this day, mm-hmm. this day, <laughs> creeps me out. Like, uh, I remember before the revival came, I was watching, I, I went back and I watched season one and two. Like, he, yeah, it still gives me nightmares. Like, he creeps me out, man. <laughs> so that's why uh, I like to. Uh, for, sorry, for Carnival, are you talking about Clancy Brown? Yes. Oh. Oh yeah. my God. You know what, Clancy Brown? Love Clancy like, Brown. Yeah, me Clancy too. Me too. Man. He has oh, a man. way about him. He has a presence yeah. about him, and ever Tony since, Todd has that. Yeah. Ever since Pet Cemetery too. Yes. That, I am like. It doesn't matter that he's the voice of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. He's. And he's a he's a great voice actor too. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Massive. He's he like he's great. He yeah. was um he was Lex Luthor in Superman the animated series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's a, he's an amazing actor. I like him. Yeah. Every every time I see him in uh, a show or movie, unfortunately, he usually gets killed off fairly early. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he kind of has a Sean Bean thing going with him. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I sincerely enjoy him too, and he's yeah. he's a really nice man as well. So I, that's why I yeah. hear. 
he was he was great in Carnival. My goodness, that show ended too early, and we're going off topic again. But yeah, know, um, but that show okay. they, not a lot of people appreciate. That's what this podcast it. is all about. Yeah, <laughs> it was ahead of its time though. It was a really good series. Creepy. Yeah. 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 But that was my first. Uh, that was my first um, contact with Candy. Candyman was in the nineties as a teenager, just watching it, and Tony Todd really, really sold it for me. He's awesome though. Yeah. He's like he's truly awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like I'll just say this. I was sort of like hoping for him to appear a lot sooner, but I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was it, I was excited to see him. I was just like, yes. I remember we saw him, we were everybody was just like kind of the few of us that were there were just kind of blown away by that. Like, like yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a spoiler cast, so yes, we, we are free to to talk about. Um, yeah, Tony Todd uh, appears at the end there. Yeah. Um, and immediately, immediately, like just he already had more lines yeah. than our new Candyman. Yeah. Um, is oh, in his full Candyman regalia, and it's just <laughs> yeah, this this. This menacing, almost hypnotic mm-hmm. kind of voice, I and and oh, it is just like, why couldn't we get this? This is what I wanted. Yeah, <clears throat> but get me started. Uh, yeah, but but I digress. Um, so none yeah. of us re- read the the Clyde Barker uh, short story, huh? Forbidden. No, I didn't even know it was based off of that. Yeah, it was yeah. published in one of his anthology books, uh, mm-hmm. books, books of blood during the early mm-hmm. part of his career, mm-hmm. and um, he was a producer uh, of the original Candyman as well. Honest to goodness, like if you ever really want to like read anything he's ever written, he just has such a like, like he just is so like such a uh, I don't know, like it's so, it's so hard to describe. It's like the mythology is so deep. He knows mm-hmm. how to create this deep deep mythology and it's its own mythology too it's not even like like he takes some certain things but like it's really his own mythology like his yeah own, his own take and I yeah like, very original yeah. well there was an actually uh there was an a real cabrini green projects i yes. went reading about it afterwards and the history of it and it's um very complicated very political and it's still it's still um it's still a touchy subject within American society today, especially when it comes to race and politics. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I just feel like that too. That like uh, I mean, anytime I talk to my a friend that had lived in uh, a similar like situation, whether it was Cataraki or uh, Flemington mm-hmm. Park or Moss Park, where they talk about the change from community to being basically forced out. Yeah. And going back and realizing they don't know anyone, everyone's to themselves, and it's just so closed off compared to the way that it used to be. It's just, you know, it's it's just it's sad. They go, they talk about it with in such a romantic way. Yeah, just this, it's the sense of community. That's what's missing. Yeah, yeah. Do you know quiz time? Do you know the? Um, 70s, I believe it was 70s sitcom that was based in uh, Cabrini Green. Good times. Good times, yeah. Yeah. I I remember that. I remember reading about 
I only know that even before the Candyman stuff, I knew that because um, uh, growing up watching the reruns and hearing just uh, relatives talk about it, the controversy that came out when Good Times came out with Norm Jewison and the fact mm-hmm. that it was this white Jewish guy um, producing a series set in the projects and they felt that it reinforced a lot of stereotypes. But at that time, for a lot of Blacks, that was their reality. Yeah. So yeah. It's, and it, even now, it's still a touchy subject. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I remember just one particular Good Times episode where uh, I forget what her name is. The main character, the matriarch, she goes to the doctor, and the doctor basically it's a black doctor, black female doctor, which is like at that time, holy yeah. crap, unheard of. Um, but where she was basically talking down to her and saying, like, all of you, like, don't take all of you guys, don't take care of yourselves. Like, you know, you eat all these bad foods and you know, this is why you're all diabetic and all of this stuff. And like, I was just like, I remember that episode so clearly where I was just like, whoa, that's just such a stereotype too. Like, yeah, yeah. not true. <laughs> yeah. But even like healthy foods and nutritious foods, like they can mm-hmm. eat better, but it's not available to them. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a food desert. That's the problem. It's what's pumped mm-hmm. into their neighborhoods. And only now where people are like, investing in community gardens and things like mm-hmm. that in order to promote healthy eating and and affordability to affordability to access these healthy foods but mm-hmm. i remember visiting my family in new york and it's like every corner there's a liquor store every oh, corner sure. there's just junk food and these cheap greasy fast food places and i mean when i was younger i loved mcdonald's i loved it mm-hmm. and even when i went there i was like I didn't ask for any fry, uh, salt on my fries. And she's like, there's no salt on your fries. I'm like, really? <laughs> it was greasy <laughs> and it was salty. And the portions were way too big. And she's like, y'all, y'all eat this in Canada. Don't you got McDonald's? I'm like, yeah, but we don't put it in salt and oil, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even just going to the States in terms of just portion sizes, it's just insane. Yeah. Like, right? Have you ever been to the IHOP? Holy! Oh my god! (laughs) Jeez! When I went there, I said to the woman, "I didn't ask for any ice cream with my pancake." She's like, "That's not ice cream. That's butter." Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a small little ball, and I was. I looked at my cousins, and this was in Baltimore, and they're looking (laughs) at me like, "What's the problem?" And I'm looking at them like, "You really don't see the issue with this." I'm like, "Butter." I said, that's a lot of butter. I said, I thought it was an ice cream. And they started laughing at me. And I'm thinking, mm-mm, mm-mm. No. That's oh, why you guys have such high cholesterol and diabetes. Yeah. And I scraped it off. And people are looking at me as I'm scraping off the butter. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And dusting off the salt off the home fries. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was brutal. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I agree. Yeah. I agree. States <laughs> as a whole. Like, I mean, here, yeah. It's like, again, Anytime you go to a community like Mar- Moss Park or Flemington Park or, you know, yeah. um, Jane and Finch, and you just see, like, just how big of a food desert it is. Like, I mean, how yeah. far someone has to go to a grocery yeah. store yeah. to get something. It's, it's a job desert and a food desert. You know, you yeah, it is. You your community to actually, like, do yeah. anything. Exactly. And a lot of them don't have money for transportation. So it's just, exactly. it's like, mm-hmm. how, how can they even walk to their local store to get groceries? 
And yeah. it was the same when I was working with senior citizens on um, Beaker Street at mm-hmm. by Sherburne and Bloor. And it was mm-hmm. just like a lot of them, they're isolated. And a lot of them, they're European or Asians and they don't speak any English. And the nearest store, which was Freshco, was a good 20 minute walk, which is a lot for a senior. And I thought, how mm-hmm. is this sustainable living for them? There's no way. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, 2021 Candyman. Um, I didn't. First of all, I didn't realize it was meant to be a direct sequel to the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, I, I I don't know if that was not if that was in the um, advertising of it or whatnot. No, I it must wasn't. Have compl- it wasn't, was it? Okay. No, I rewatched the trailer. It wasn't. Yeah, no, it was there was no hint of it. It no. just seemed like a new, like a a reimagining, like yeah, a, like this is a new, fresh take on the story. Yeah, not a repeat of it. And then yeah. as we were watching it, it was like, oh, they are including the Daniel Robitaille story. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But yeah, they didn't... I mean, I'll give this to Jordan Peele because, I mean, he had a hand in producing it. Monkey Paw had, a like, a hand in it. Um, mm-hmm. He, like, I mean... Well, he, he was a co-writer as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't direct it, though. That's the thing. There's no, that was Nia DaCosta. Yeah, Nia DaCosta. But for marketing for his movies, you don't always know exactly what you're going to get going to the theater. Like, I mean, even with Get Out, you didn't really know. And even with us, you didn't really know what tone this movie was going to take. What is it about? You know, I I, I like that about his movies. But then, like, especially with the concept of, like, Candyman, where it's got such a huge following, like a cult following. Yeah. Fans are going to expect um, either a reinforcement of the same concept or a fresher take on the mm-hmm. like, on the concept. You know, removing ourselves yeah. and going from a different direction. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Where do you think? Um, where do you think it succeeded, and where do you think it failed? <sighs> you can start however you want. Darling, <laughs> you take the lead on this one. I'll let you. <laughs> um. I I felt that it was too it was too preachy. Um mm-hmm. I just felt that I get what she was trying to say, but I found that um in comparison to Jordan Peele's film, there's a subtlety to it that was lacking in um in this version of Candyman. And even though and it's not to say so I'm I'm gonna say right off like I'm a person I'm a black woman, a person of color, and I found that it was just a bit too heavy-handed and she was trying to do too much. Um on one hand she talked about gentrification, on the other hand it talks about classism, on the other hand it talks about race, on the other hand it talks about um police brutality. She was trying to do too much and it wasn't tied up nicely. And it was just like she it was like she took on too much and then had to cut short some things. There are a lot of things that could have been left out of it. And the subject of gentrification and and um <clears throat> and classism is perfect, but for another movie. Candyman is a horror movie. And I felt that <clears throat> her version of it took away from that. Um mm-hmm. and I just it was just too heavy-handed for me. And I get it, I get it. There's police brutality. I get it that there's racism, but it was almost it almost felt like I was being hit over the head with a hammer with it. 
And mm-hmm. I went to a horror movie, not a movie on social commentary on justice and police reform and and uh, and other things. That was my issue with mm-hmm. it. It wasn't a horror movie. I wasn't scared. Mm-hmm. It was like the few scenes where there was some a little bit of horror. It was like she was just throwing that in there because she remember she remembered like, oh yeah, I'm doing a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that sense, and yeah. I mean, <clears throat> uh, I'll say it too. I'm a white female, but again, like it's just the. I, I like the concept of gentrification and mm. and classism because yeah. it's it's what we're dealing with now. It's a very yeah. prevalent thing. But I do think, yeah, again, she got a little heavy handed in other areas that like the like pick a topic, stick yeah. with it. I think the like I mean that's what the original Candyman was about was race, classism and gentrification. Yeah. And like this, and and a look into urban legend, yeah, as, as a reinforcement of all three topics. So, um, yeah, again, I was hoping, like, I was hoping for a scary movie. I was Me- like, not, not an education, you yeah. know, like I, 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 like, let the audiences do their own, like, research. Let them go out there into the world and and look into this, but you know, not. The police brutality thing. Yes, we know it happens. We've been, we've, it's ongoing. I mean, 2020 was such a, such a huge, huge yeah. shift in, in the consciousness that it, this is a horrible thing that happens all the time. Yeah. But I came to see a horror movie. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. I, I kind of like the end where she kind of used it to her advantage. But yeah. again, I was just like, I was groaning a lot groaning a lot and you heard me going like oh my god yeah and um it's just it's just she me she just took on too much and there was no subtlety like you can get out and and us Mm -hmm. you were expecting that you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. with get out i was completely blown away like i got every hitting meaning i got i got every message i got everything every subliminal message she was putting out there and even though it was subtle it still hits you like a hammer but it was a good feeling was like oh my god like damn you know he just Mm -hmm. verbalized what my friends and i and what my family and i have often discussed when it comes to uh race and, and and the police but this mm-hmm. movie, there was something about it that just wasn't landing for me. And she lacked uh, Peel's finesse. And even though I know mm-hmm. he wrote it, she lacked his finesse in the way he executes it. And his subtlety. Yeah. Yes. Uh, where you're just like, when you, where he finally, like, just, it's like that sudden reveal of this is what's happening. Exactly. Like, you should feel like really blown away about this and blown away by it. Like that mm. scene at the, the, the bingo like auction scene and get mm-hmm. out where mm-hmm. you finally realize this is what he's here for. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, they're auctioning him off. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. This yeah. is, Oh my God. Like, yeah. I, I screamed, I screamed in the theaters when it was happening. I was like, they're auctioning him off. They're doing it. This is yeah. what's ha- this is a silent auction, people. Like, yeah. Holy crap! Exactly. And that, uh, like everything leading up to that, like yes, it was brushing on race and it was brushing on police exactly. involvement, <clears throat> white people, fragile white white fragility. You yeah. Know, all I mean, people that. are doing yeah. theses, uh, their their thesis, sorry, on like get out. 
that you can mm-hmm. have a whole class on Get Out. Like, I remember Jordan Peele was doing lectures at universities discussing oh, yeah. all the themes and all the concepts. Candyman lacked that in spades. And I'm wrong, yeah. but it just it just lacked it. And um, it's it's a great attempt at Nia DaCosta's outing with this, but uh, mm. it just didn't do it for me. I came to see a horror movie. And sometimes I just want to see a horror movie. I don't want to see anything yeah. else. You know, as a person of color, I'm dealing with all this stuff every day, every day. And that's the fun part of going to the movies. It's the escapism aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm pretty much in line with uh, you two. Um, I, I felt like I was trying to be more of a a documentary uh, through mm. told through a fictional setting with mm. an overlap of very subtle overlap of horror. I came in uh, expecting to be uh, frightened or or scared or 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 even just you know chilled. I got none of that. I have yeah. ne- I have never seen a more bland horror movie. Yeah. In like the mm-hmm. last 10 years, yeah. I was yeah. not a single time that I feel anything with 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 horror. It it, it was all uh, it, it it was I don't yeah. know, it it's just just it was a letdown. It, it was yeah, it was in yeah. and, and for the horror aspects, it was a complete letdown. And Charlene, yeah. you're you're right when you said uh, is like she forgot she was making a horror movie at the time, so we have to have a bloody kill now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, aspects I did enjoy. I, I like the reflective surfaces more used mm-hmm. uh, than in the original. I, I liked how she played with that. Um, I, I got I got uh, echoes of Halloween in there. Where whoa, mm-hmm. did I just see him in the corner there? Is that him looking mm-hmm. around the corner in that mirror? You know mm-hmm. that I thought was clever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I did enjoy that. I. I appreciated the idea of him kind of being infected um, with yeah. with with the spirits yeah. of of Candyman and 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 like kind of um, uh, admitting this this I can't even call Candyman evil because it's almost like she at the end made him into some sort of vigilante. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, not to say that Daniel Robitaille's story isn't a sympathetic, like, oh my god, this is a horrible thing that happened to this mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to play it into, there's a succession of Candymen throughout history, and Daniel Robitaille is the first, and this is the new incarnation of a Candyman, then, you know what, stick to that mythology. Like, yeah, that's it's cool that you have him as being infected, but the transition to him being a candy man did not make sense to me. Like at no. all. Like, at yeah. all. I would have thought that Coleman Domingo would have been a better fit because he I was think like, so too. Yeah. Honest to goodness. Because I mean, I honestly thought they were gonna take like a Halloween like for like a like a, the original concept that John Carpenter had wrote where it's like Candyman is not an actual figure it's a legend but we're still affected from the scars of the Mm. situation like you know like these scars run deep throughout history in this in this community you know yeah 
I don't know. Like I thought Coleman Domingo like was the standout in this movie, but I think he's a standout in everything. I love him. I agree. <laughs> I like his work too. I agree. <laughs> I just think he's fantastic. And you know, um again we have we had the newcomers in this movie. Um uh Tiana it's Tiana Parrish, right? Who yeah. yeah. And and like this was kind of her like her first like foray into it. I liked her. Yeah. Again, Mm -hmm. I I I didn't connect with the main characters like I should have. I didn't connect with Anthony's character in the slightest. He wasn't a likable character though. No, he was he he got worse. He like he didn't they didn't paint him like I mean they didn't paint him out like Helen. Helen was no. a more sympathetic yeah. um, victim. I yeah. didn't feel sorry for Anthony at all. It was just, yeah. you know, the starving artist, the struggling artist. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Exactly. You don't understand me. Exactly. You don't understand my art. It's like, oh. It's like, oh, it's <laughs> over his, his girlfriend's success and making her downplay her own for him. Yeah, I didn't like that exactly. Yeah. yeah, the sexism yeah. part of it all. Like, it was just like, Okay, you're like I. I'm hoping something bad happens to you. I don't feel bad for you at all. Right. Uh, like, but if you're gonna tie him into the original story where he's the child that got taken by Candyman, then just play into that part. Don't make exactly. it exactly all like make it. A, I thought it was gonna be about him discovering his roots and being that kid. Me That's too. What I got from the trailers was that he's slowly descending into madness by discovering his past but no we're gonna put this whole art thing into it and make it about um success and 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 then the whole sexism part and the racism part and the gentrification part and it's just come on (laughs) that just goes back about just how it's too much stuff and her actually her own storyline would have been interesting you know having her commit suicide in front of her so she just dropped that nut and then just went on yeah. yeah. No. Exactly. To do something that heavy and then just continue on with everything else. Well, I mean, why drop a compelling story? That's where, like, like I mean, I'm gonna compare this to like M Night Shyamalan. Like, I don't yeah. always compare anything to him because I mean, he's just hit or miss. But yeah. Where he was writing Split, and he was writing the sequel to uh, Unbreakable. Yeah, or when he was originally writing Unbreakable, where he had that idea for Split, where it was that back mm-hmm. and forth in that final showdown. He goes, "These are two separate movies. I need to separate this because it doesn't make sense with the narrative. Like we're going to be focusing on this character versus this character. We're not going to yeah. care about it." And yeah, they didn't like. I mean, the yeah, that nugget where her father commits suicide. Not cool. Like I was just like there's nothing to further to explore for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. <laughs> and it have been glossed over the way it was, too. Oh, I yeah. know. It was just, like, serious, sugar-coated. That's serious and, trauma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Anthony's character didn't remember his trauma, so it's not yeah. like he can be like, oh, my God. Like, the mother, like, I mean, they brought back the original actress who played his mother yeah. in the original Candyman film, but, I mean... Again, they didn't. What was marketed as uh, like exploring your roots film, mm-hmm. um, a descent into madness, 
is not mm-hmm. what we got. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just remember sitting there thinking, my God, this was not worth 15 bucks. This is a no. HBO type thing. I just, ugh. Was just, I was disappointed. Really, really yeah. disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I, uh, I paid more than that. My streaming. Uh, yeah, yeah, you streamed it. I didn't even get concessions. <laughs> yeah, um, I always get concessions. I don't care. I'll <laughs> so, what changes would you have made to the new film to uh, strengthen its horror, or or could have been changed? Was it was or was the was Nia just not suited to? write a horror film or at least this horror film did she not know the fundamental it didn't seem like she knew the fundamentals of horror i agree yeah i I think if you don't understand the fundamentals of horror then you shouldn't like i'm all for women in horror because Mm -hmm. it's so much better (laughs) in the director's chair always better but at the same time too like this is just not the movie for her. This was not her her directorial no. debut. Like it, it really, at times it felt like a documentary. Do you know what I mean, Charlie? Uh, yeah, yeah. To me, the best part was the shadow puppets. Thank you. <laughs> that was it. That was pretty inventive. That's, that's the positive thing I could take away was the shadow puppets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that was it. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. a good puppet show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I thought it was going to be like that opening scene where the kids down, like where Do- Kilman Domingo's younger self is down yeah. in the, the washing, like in the laundry room. Where yeah. I, I thought it was going to be actual Daniel Robitaille making an appearance and it wasn't. And I was like, what is this even? What is this right? even? Like, <laughs> if this isn't going to be Candyman, I don't know what this movie is going to be about. But. Uh, yeah, I'm still confused as to what was the point of like Domingo. What was what was the drive for Domingo Coleman's character? Okay, so bring yeah. back Candyman. So I, I'm just I was wondering like it would have been better if she had it where he went on a journey to become Candyman because he saw where his neighborhood was going. Yeah, but yeah. for the baby to be Candyman, that just made no sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Like it's just like that proximity rule, right? Yeah, yeah. It felt like a weak link, um, yeah. or just to have a, just to say, oh, this is a direct sequel to the original. Yeah, it did. It, it didn't feel like it earned to be connected to the original. Yeah. Although, I mean, Tony Todd said that he he enjoyed the concept, so I was like, I, I think you enjoyed aspects of the concept, but I don't think yeah. that you enjoyed the actual full film in its whole entirety. Yeah, that's the streaming. That says a lot. Yeah, it went quickly to streaming. Like it was what three weeks in theaters, and then they switched yep. to streaming. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were really missing the the presence of um, obviously Tony Todd as performer, but the presence of the Candyman because this he was just like this killer who you didn't see most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you he was there. You were captivated. No, of the new one. I mean, yeah. Um, you were. Like you didn't see the new Candyman. He didn't really fully emerge until the end. Um, and the kills before that were just kind of impersonal. Mm-hmm. Other yeah. than I'm gonna get you. Oh, you're gonna say my name. I'm gonna get you. I'm, look, I'm looking in the yeah. corner here. Whereas the f- in the original 
he made a connection with um uh oh, Virginia wow. Madsen's character, Helen. Yeah. Like and he's like, you'll be my victim. I mean, that's very like sexual and, and yeah. horrific and all I at once. That. You know, and, and kissing her with the bees in the mouth. Yeah. It, it it was much more of a connection between victim and killer. Yeah. And then just kind of always like setting her up for like th- these awful things happening to her to in in real life, and yeah. um like you know mm-hmm. getting caught by the cops like oh you're in the murder scene now and like he he was just like almost tormenting her just so she had no choice but to die at his hands to just be free mm-hmm. uh, of him Not and you was. you never got any of that. No, now, I, I don't mean I, I, I wanted a, a play-by-play of the first one. It's, it, it shouldn't yeah. be. It should be its own thing. But when you take such a charismatic uh, villain and just turn him into kind of this not really saying much faceless guy, it'd be, yeah. it'd be, you know, it'd be like taking Freddy Krueger and then turning him into Jason Voorhees. You know, yeah, it's it, like it, you, you miss that personality. It's like he's. It, it was like he was neutered, you know. Yeah, just, yeah just, absolutely. Just, yeah, just, just, just not even. Even slasher flicks have a little bit more oomph to it. But this guy, mm-hmm. he was just hooking people in the back and then fling them around like a rag doll, like he did the um the art critic. And yeah. I remember sitting there thinking, "What the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> is this isn't a horror movie." And I just, yeah. and I just felt cheated. I felt yeah. really cheated, and the the trailer in no way led you to believe that it was a film on gentrification, classism, racism, social justice, and so on. Because yeah. it because the trailer it built itself as a horror movie, and I think that's what kind of upset me the most was that it almost mm-hmm. felt like a clickbait where it was just like, okay, you're going in thinking it's going to be. If you're going to make a continuation of Candyman, continue with the legend. But then she tried to twist it into something else and it wasn't yeah. sticky. It wasn't landing. Yeah, no. it's, a, it's a social act, justice act. Yeah. When it, when it suddenly took that tonal shift to social justice, like I was like, I kind of understand like that you may have interpreted that from the first film because mm-hmm. definitely, definitely that played a theme into it. But the cops really didn't have much involvement within the first movie other than the Mm-mm. investigation part of it. It was really a focus on the possession and yeah and, and, and the, the legend. And yeah. the legend. Exactly. And yeah, we didn't get that. And it was, no. it was disappointing. Yeah. Very. Oh boy. Just <laughs> I just remember sitting there just shaking my head. And yeah. and waiting for the scare and the whole bathroom scene. It was just like what was the point of that? Just the just lead because? up to it in the trailers, like I thought that would have been an excellent first yeah. scene, an excellent opening scene to it. Yeah, that that felt like uh, an intro scene. Even when I was watching yeah. it, it's like this this should have been the first scene. Exactly, because yeah. that would have set the tone. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because yeah. just like it, know. when we saw yeah. the remake of It, Mal, it was perfect because it set the tone, and it was so <laughs> creepy, and, and you didn't think a kid was gonna die. Right? In such a horrible and, way, yeah. Wow. I, I, that's how Candyman should have started. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. Even the, even the subtle changes. I, I just rewatched um, 
the original it miniseries as, as well as chapter one on the weekend mm-hmm. um and they they did do some changes um like the first it started off with actually a, a little girl disappearing Mm-hmm. Um and and then it led up to uh, uh the the younger brother but this one just kind of whoop, what we went right into it and had a little scary scene in the cellar and then and it it, it set up Pennywise like right away as like okay yeah. this this Pennywise. thing is a child murderer monster yeah um and and Candyman I mean but the original Candyman was a very slow rollout like the first. Yeah hour or 45 minutes or so you all you hear is it's just yeah. the building of the legend yeah, yeah. but you i know. think that that build up of the legend was what set the rest of the movie like everything after yeah. like the set like the full yeah. setup and re- like she's a student she's researching it and yeah. she's and then finally the big reveal happens like i'm real I'm a real thing. Like I'm not yeah. just some legend. Like I am a part yeah. of you now. Like you, you made the mistake of calling me out because I am here in the shadows. I am always yeah. waiting. Kind of like a Freddy yeah. Krueger type character. But mm-hmm. that's what I loved about the original Candyman is that like yeah. he's always there. He's just yeah. waiting. Yeah, that's true. And when you finally did make his presence, had a great... sorry, sorry, go on. When you finally did make his presence known, it was. You got like his yeah. full on, full on personality, yeah. whereas this yeah. was just a slow, very slow rollout, and he's just a a fizzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it would have been better if they had set it up like Coleman Domingo's, just uh, this guy who's going nuts, like you said, Charlie, exactly, and becoming the Candy Man to sort of, sort of, but keep if you're that gonna alive. <laughs> If you're going to make a sequel, though, like, I mean, she had a great foundation to start off with the first movie. So mm-hmm. how do you screw that up? That's, that's, I was thinking about the movie afterwards, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you had such a great start. Mm-hmm. And you should have continued on, perhaps, Helen's life, Helen and Candyman's life in the afterlife or something. But you had such a great start, and then mm-hmm. you just lost me. I'm sure that they couldn't get Virginia Madsen on board. That's the thing. Like, I'm sure that uh, she's yeah. like, uh, she's like, I'm far too old. Uh, That's you know, true. <laughs> I'm a I'm a woman in Hollywood, and unfortunately, unless I'm playing someone's mom, grandma, or something else, like there's no point for me to be playing a character I played 20 years, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah that's true. At the end of the first Candyman, she kind of took on the role of Candyman. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I didn't see any of the sequels, so I don't know what went on after that but um yeah it was was his family it's a focus on his actual family okay um but yeah she was already she was dead um so i guess uh, i i can see why she wouldn't be able to return because yeah you would have but even just to have her spirit like watching over the baby considering that she did rescue him or something that like with a continuation and she had a great foundation but they didn't even do that she no. was mentioned and and she was played off as just the psycho crazy white lady. Yeah, that yeah. Was, and I didn't. I that bothered me because that's not how she was in the original. No, and that's that. not. No. Remember all the people showing up at her funeral. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was paying tribute and respect to her. That yeah. she's not, yeah. you know, as as shown off as a just a crazy woman who ran into who tried exactly. to run into the fire with a kid. 
exactly. So it's uh, like direct sequel, but we are retroactively changing aspects yeah. of it. So yeah. not gonna, so much. Gonna, yeah, I, 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 I didn't like that. Yeah, exactly. They, I think that they played up the whole fact that like they turned her into a white savior. Yeah, and in the, the storyline, which I was like, she was not that at all in the first. No, movie. she yeah. was just a woman stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like regardless, like a, like yeah, that that whole storyline really threw me for a loop. I was like, oh, so we're gonna retroactively yeah change the entire like from yeah. another perspective, you know. Yeah. From Coleman yeah. Domingo's perspective, from someone who wasn't even there when it happened, you know, he had already left the community at that point. He was already out. Yeah. So it's like ugh. <laughs> collective sigh. <laughs> um, I was well, not movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did a lot of grow. I, I, I was, I probably had the most like passive resting face watching this film <laughs> i think i even <laughs> went to my phone a few times <laughs> sitting on the couch and i usually never do that if if a movie is engaging me and it's like oh boy yeah well i like i kept saying in my head give this a chance give this a chance yeah it, it surprised yeah. Me. just give it a chance and it at every turn it and what was what was the running time almost two hours no an hour and a half oh yeah, was it 90 minutes oh okay it felt yeah. like two hours <laughs> It was yeah, 95 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and that's the worst telling of a, of a movie, any type of movie, is when you start mm-hmm. to feel like it's gone on a bit too long. Yeah. It's gone <laughs> it's on just a bit too long. Minutes. Yeah. For 90 minutes, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was thinking it would be like a nice, neat, like, not that I'm asking for movies to be wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow, but, mm-hmm. you know, understand the subject matter, please. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I, I, my next set of question was, uh, what do you thought was a better film in terms of plot characters productions? And I think we've kind of answered that already. Um, with definitely with, with regards to plot and characters, uh, we felt disconnected with the characters in the new films for the most part. Um, the plot was uh, meandering and over overwrought with messages. I think too many messages, not enough focus. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the production values? It was pretty. It was good. Anything stand like out? Yeah. Um, the puppet show. That was the yeah. One. That was, yeah, yeah. That was it. That was like, oh, I like this. I like how that's yeah. part of the narrative. Because then you don't have to do the whole stupid flashback, like pull archival footage and all that stuff. Like you get to tell a story without having to yeah. pull from any of the original stuff. Right. It's, it's a fresh take. So I'll take that. Like I love that part visually. But everything else, the kills, the like, the, mm, even the lighting in this one, like it just, it just went all over the place too. Like with, just lighting and color and color correction. It just was all over the place for me. Yeah. It felt, it felt a little too studio to me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't believe I was in most of these sets. Um, it, it just didn't feel completely natural. Um, mm-hmm. uh, some of the 
places in the in the buildings and uh cabrini uh, greens with the uh the graffiti and all that is like okay this is a little overdone uh right. take me back to the open mouth take me back to the open mouth mural oh yeah so that yeah. was my favorite part of the original Candyman was that open mouth mural of the Candyman where you're having to walk through that hole, that mouth, like uh-huh. not just a hole in the wall. So, well, yeah. yeah, and in the original discovery of an explanation of of uh, why only this bathroom mirror is divided up the two apartments, you know, yeah. it, that that was like, oh wow, that was like super interesting and and. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it felt like, oh, okay, that could be a thing, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and uh, it just felt it felt grittier. It felt a li- it felt more. I'm actually in this place, and yeah. I feel uncomfortable. I feel mm-hmm. I feel nervous for the main characters. Um, it, I feel nervous for the people that live there. Yeah, I felt yeah, yeah, yeah I felt yeah. sorry and nervous for the people who live there as well. Yeah. you feel claustrophobic like the first one made me feel claustrophobic really mm-hmm. claustrophobic at times like oh my god they live in such small spaces like this is yeah. this is way too much for me like i couldn't live here like if i if i didn't have a choice i'd have to live here but like if i had a choice i would not live here i would get out as quickly as i possibly can yeah just for my own safety and yeah. mental health Yep. Mm. Exactly. Um well I think we can probably wrap this up. Um you guys want to do final scores out of five skulls? I think I, we're pretty well evenly matched, Charlene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was your score, Charlene? Two. Oh yeah. I was going to yeah. give it at least a three for the visual, the puppet show. Oh, yeah. That's true. And the puppet show, yeah. I'll bump it up to two and a half. Okay. Um, it was just like, that's how much of a letdown it was for me. Um, yeah. I just expected more. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, two and a half as well. Yeah. Um, so I gave it, I bumped it down from my original three and a half, what I told you, David. <laughs> oh, I was <laughs> still at a four. But I don't think he remembers the original Candyman, so probably not. It's going to be yeah. a reintroduction this Halloween of everything, <laughs> everything horror, because we actually have the time to do it. So yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it uh, it it could have been so much more, and it it, it I don't think it it paid proper respect to the original. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it. I, I get that she wanted to say something. I think she had too many things she wanted to say, and mm-hmm. this was the wrong movie to do it in. Yeah, which is uh, unfortunate. Um, the original Candyman had that as the backdrop, but it it didn't use it to push any type of message. It just used yeah. it as the backdrop. And it gave you information in a entertaining way, um, mm-hmm. and, and a way that if you are interested, you could you know research it yourself. You know what other project did it? Did something like this as well, but did it much better. 
and that was um, last year's Watchmen. Oh, yeah. 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 Agreed, because they did the Tulsa, yeah, I agree. Tulsa City riots, and they yeah. did yeah. so well. They did. I hadn't heard about, like, I mean, uh, sadly, like, I mean, it's just, ignorance is just based on what you're educated in, right? But um, yeah. I ended up doing the research after watching that whole thread, mm. and, like, that whole episode, and going, like, okay, now, like, now I'm in a rabbit hole. A rabbit yeah. hole. Of, yeah, like, yeah. Sundown towns and and uh, towns that were shut down and flooded. That Lake Lanier, I went mm-hmm. so deep in the rabbit hole, and I was just like, "This is just like pervasive throughout history of like of mm-hmm. erasure." Mm-hmm. And, and it's the fact that you know, even in our like, even in the Canadian school system, like there's such erasure and like such romanticism yeah. of certain topics, like colonism, yeah. like colonies and. And, and Thanksgiving, Catholic Church, and Thanksgiving, yeah. yeah, and all of that stuff, and it's it's like, like I, I go, like I mean, even like the whole like when I've learned about like even just Native history, like it's just mm-hmm. this romanticizing of mm-hmm. these cultural themes of Native's mm-hmm. history, but not talking about the bloodshed, the erasure, the uh, you know, the residential schools, none of that church whatsoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the mm-hmm. heavy role that the Catholic Church has played in the devastation of so many, you know. Yeah, <sighs> we can but, go on about that one for us. <laughs> oh, I oh, endless, yeah. endless. Yeah, um, but it's just you know, it's it's the fact that like, unless you know, unless you like are introduced or to a concept or an idea, you're basically living in ignorance until then. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, watch what Watchmen did is that you can tell a story about racial divide and the uh, tumultuous history, uh, mm-hmm. but still do it in an entertaining way and don't lose yes. focus of the story that you want to tell. Mm-hmm. Use exactly. use it as a background. Use it to educate or somewhat, yeah. but don't make it your the main thrust because then that's yeah. you're, you're doing a disservice to your audience exactly. who have, who have come. And the story itself, like, you know, you can't do a play by play. Like, I I hate to say it, you'll never have a full perspective from that narrative. Not unless you do your own research and do your own reading on it and and see it from all perspectives. Everyone, like, first accounts and, and just from a historical perspective from someone who may not have been there, but has gotten all of those, those stories compiled into... Mm-hmm. To, to one document you know yeah and that's the thing about like i just find like uh, like i find a lot these days it's just like where they get heavy like you say charlene getting heavy-handed in yeah. the story and not yeah. really focusing on like the the fact that this is for entertainment and yeah you know not to preach a message like you can do both quite easily but yeah, but, it's just when you get heavy handed, that's where it's like, oh, yeah. And that I mean, touches, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, and that touches going back to what David said about the Watchmen. And I think mm-hmm. it just goes to the quality of the writing and the production mm-hmm. of the Watchmen. And you didn't mm-hmm. see it coming, like a lot of the surprises and the messages, you were just like, wow, like 
I remember going back and watching it over again. And I love doing that with shows that are well written because I find that whenever I rewatch it the second time, I miss the little things. Cause you're in your excitement of watching it the first time, a lot of the themes and messages kind of just kind of just gloss over you. But when you watch it the second time, you're like, Oh, I get that now. I understand that now. And Regina King and the other actors and actresses and Jean Smart, they were amazing mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And, um, and you're right, they did a better job of touching on race, social justice, and the history of, of the US when it comes to um African Americans. It was it was it was done mm-hmm. in a, such a classy way, you know, and, and going back to execution, how they introduced all these threats and the way they tied it up, it was excellent. And that can mm-hmm. man was lacking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I uh yeah, I uh, there there there's a way to do it. There have been projects that have done it, uh, melded yeah. together. Uh, this yeah. candy, new Candyman was not one of them. Um, when no. Watchmen came out, news out news outlets were now covering this this episode, and yeah. and then some, suddenly having articles yeah. uh, on yeah. on on it. And um, don't see this here with Candyman because I think no, most people all. see. <laughs> that it was too preachy and just not yeah. entertaining yeah. and it yeah. wasn't as well executed. Exactly. And with, with mm-hmm. um, Watchmen too, a lot of people didn't know about the Tulsa massacre. No, so I didn't know about it. It was a great history I lesson. I remember briefly yeah. hearing my cousin talking about it, but I, I, I dug deeper and was just like, oh my gosh, it was such yeah. a great way. And Lovecraft Country too. They both oh, introduced historical exactly. elements where it was just like, oh my gosh. And, yeah, and that's, the green what, book, that's what I like, liked about it. Like the, the, the whole idea of the green book where it's like these are places yeah. where it's safe to go and just like, yeah. like, the fact that we like I mean sadly it's just it's the fact that like I just find uh, when these stories come out like there's a large amount of people that don't validate that mm-hmm. experience. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like this is not the way to go. <laughs> You yeah, know? yeah. It's like listen, validate, and educate. Yes, yourself. I agree. That's the way forward. Yeah, you know, because then no you can't just claim you just can't claim ignorance anymore. You can't just yeah. be like, well, no, that happened years ago. Exactly. No. Because this is like it's got deep rooted scars. So don't don't yeah. even. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Um, okay, well, we'll wrap up our talk of Candyman here. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to go around the virtual table here and ask uh, mm-hmm. what you are looking forward to next in the genre. Uh, Candyman itself or just the horror genre? Oh, just horror genre. It's coming out. New stuff coming uh, out. Or stuff maybe stuff you haven't seen yet that you're looking well, to. I, I, I've, I've already told you over the last few weeks so i'm looking forward to which is midnight mass i'm looking forward to watching that um i'm also mm-hmm. looking forward to watching the chucky series if i can get my hands on it <laughs> um, coming out because it's going to be bloody awesome um and then um malignant malignant's a big one for me because that's james wan and i just think he does like spooky like ghost stories very well like, yeah how to do it he he knows how to scare you enough and then when you just when you think that you're like you're in a safe space again he just hammers it home for me yeah 
Yeah, he he kind of does what J-Horror does to me, and, and it's kind of relentless, <laughs> which, like, scares the hell out of me. It's like when I first saw The Ring, or especially The Grudge, and, yeah. and that just... If you were my, not safe. <laughs> my hair would have turned white if I was younger, probably. Uh, it just it was re- re- relentless. And oh, yeah. one knows. I don't think one is quite as hit you over the head with it. Uh, he he's a little more subtle, but he still yeah. does it in a way that yeah, it's about it's been about fifteen minutes. Expect something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're um, not safe. That's the thing. You're not in a safe space anymore. You're uncomfortable, and that's what horror movies have to do. Exactly. Yeah. Charlene, what are you looking forward to? Um, besides Halloween, everything else is it's just what's coming on Showtime. Like, I'm so looking forward to Dexter. I cannot wait. And the boys and yeah. um, Hunters on Amazon Prime. That's what yeah. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Because the last two seasons of Dexter. So this is Dexter, the makeup season. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The The apology season. Right. The bad trees, Charlene. Only the bad trees. (laughs) I know. When I was watching the trailer and when I saw the green suit, I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to get right into it. Sopranos is another one, too. The Angels of uh, Newark. I've never heard of that one. Uh, it's the Sopranos movie. It's, the Sopranos it's a prequel. Oh, yes, pre-tool pre-tool story. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm looking yes. forward to that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David, what are you looking forward to? Uh, well, I started um, Midnight Mass today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched the first episode, um, and I I'm liking it so far. It's it's a it's a good. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but. Um, yeah. Already, I like. There's characters I like. Um, it's it's an eerie um, location. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an mm-hmm. uh, it's on an island. I'm getting a little bit of H.P. Lovecraft vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a mystery that's being set up. Um, uh, if you are uh, sensitive to cat deaths, you uh, be be wary. No. Uh, oh no. <laughs> But, that, um, happened to the, that happened to us this season. Uh, I hear your cat. You heard that. Yeah. Oh, he's, getting, he's getting his eardrops put in. He has earmites. Oh, ear. no. But he's, he's just a little uncomfortable right now, but he'll be fine. But we had that happen. This Edward and I watched the third season of Sex Education, and there's a cat death there, too. And we were like, <gasps> oh. uh, <laughs> what is um, it with the cat deaths? What do they know? <laughs> well, this, um, yeah. Well, th- yeah. this, this is you're, you're you're kind of you know what's happening. Um, yeah, there's a lot of dead cat cats in the first episode, though, just to warn oh. you. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, Mike Flanagan being Mike Flanagan, and um, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Right away, likable characters, some returning cast from the haunting, both the haunting series, um, and. Uh, yeah, first first episode. I'm uh, already in. Haven't really. There wasn't any really scary moments as mm. of yet. But it's the yeah. first episode, so. I'm uh, excited for Rahul Cooley because I love him. I love. He's him. so good. I zombie. <laughs> he's just he he has that timing. Like I, I follow him on TikTok now, and he's just got that timing. 
he does an amazing American accent. Like you, I don't hear a, a hint of his uh, uh, of his English. Uh, Wasn't he an iZombie too? Yeah, yeah he that's where he started. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ravi was an original character too. Like mm-hmm. uh, from from the com- like the comics are so different from the TV show. Always. Yeah, very but, different. Uh, um, but yeah, like I love him. I think he's just like every time he's such a delight. There's so many actors that I'm just like let them be in more things. They're such a delight to watch mm-hmm. because they just. I felt that way watching Stranger Things with um, Erica, watching her interact in season three. (laughs) Yes, when she took a bigger role, I was like, finally, like she's not just going like nerd and being the annoying little sister. She's actually taking part of the narrative. Tell America without Erica. And that's another thing I'm looking forward to is Stranger Things. Finally, yes, Yes. yes. Just got a trailer. Yeah, I was like, I I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's still that's probably not gonna be till next year. Okay, I got Dexter to hold me over. Like early early next year, (laughs) but um, yeah. Uh, Other than that, yeah, it's it's uh, Halloween Kills and uh, whatever showing at the Toronto uh, After After Dark Film Festival. Yeah. Really yeah, looking that's... forward to that, even though it's online only. It's okay. Uh, yeah, they announced it's online only. I was like a little everything. disappointed. Yeah, yeah but you but... know what? Uh, like, uh, like, understandable. So at least, like, uh, they're understanding the gravity of the pandemic. They didn't even do anything last year, period. Like, they didn't even host yeah. and all. And we would have been, like, limited on tickets. Uh, because yeah. of of the space, and not as many people w- would have you know gotten in there that wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, unless you would do multiple showings. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah it, it's you know, and it's the it, it, it would be hard to formats, do. Yeah, the way they set up their format, it's a screening at a time, so it's the stretch to the stretch is this movie, and it's like a mm-hmm. double it sounds like you're going to the drive-in. Yeah. Like for the Toronto After Dark should be done at the drive-in. They should do it at the docks and have it. That's a good idea. I like going to the drive-in. It's entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but weather's a little more unpredictable and uh, over. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'll, I'll, you know, I'm not going to complain about unpredictable weather at all. Like <laughs> considering the summer that we had, the entire July rained and everything True. else. Like, yeah. Oh, but when it said it was it was gonna rain, it didn't rain. As soon as it said it was gonna rain, it rained. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, all right. Um, that's all we got time to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks, Mel, Thank you. for uh, joining us uh, once more. <laughs> and Charlene. Um, <laughs> no, no, sorry. I'm looking at uh, I want something else I wanted to say. Uh, okay. Um, Charlene, no, we love you, by the thanks, way. Thanks, Charlene, for coming. Thanks. Had a great time. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope you could uh, do this again if you want to talk about another for sure. thing. I uh, loved having you on here. Yeah, we'll do. When we finally all got together. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a, what a time it's been. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh well, we got it done. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.